throws it deep downfield. Tyree who makes the catch. What a play by Manning. And what a catch by Tyree. Manning takes the snap. Lobs it left. First is wide open. Touchdown Giants. Touchdown. Deep ball down the left sideline. And it's going to be caught. Was he inbounds? Yes. Manningham on the sideline. Brady heaves one. Down the middle of the field into the end zone. A jump ball. And it's incomplete and the ball game's over and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Papa's Perspective Podcast. It's all brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, the official furniture store and mattress partner of the New York Football Giants. I am John Schmelk, joined as always by the voice of the Giants, Bob Papa. Every week we take a look at the Giants opponent. Bob goes back and talks about some of the games that he called involving those two teams, and we play back some of his memorable calls as well. Bob, good to be back with you. How are you? Yeah, I mean, John, this is always a lot of fun. Where do we start here with, I mean, the Cowboys? Oh, so many choices. I mean, there's a there's a million of them. We can't get to all of them in this game, but uh, with this rivalry. And maybe next year we'll segment it a little bit, you know, home and away, but Man, I listen, Cowboys, Giants, you know, for me, there's no great calls from the game, but it was a special moment, 1995, uh, opening night of the season. It was September the 4th. It's my first game as the full-time voice of the New York Giants. In the old Giants stadium, uh, Giants got throttled, 35 nothing. It was the Phil Simms retirement jersey night. Uh, the highlight of the night was Lawrence Taylor catching the pass from Phil Sims at the halftime ceremony. Um, but it was a special night for me because, you know, my dad, who had always been my biggest fan and my big support system, I got a pass for him. It's in the old press box in the old Giants Stadium, which was, you know, the best press box in the NFL, the, the level that it was just above the lower level. Uh, we we're right at the 50-yard line or 40-yard line. And I had my dad by my side, just kind of sitting with me and, and getting a chance to soak in this experience with me. I'm working with Dick Lynch. Um, and it was just a, it was a memorable night for me personally. But as I said, there wasn't a memorable night for the Giants. I remember uh, before the game, Jerry Jones striding onto the field. Uh, he had just signed his own separate deal with Nike. Um, so he walked out on the field with Phil Knight. Uh, I remember, you know, going against the league that didn't have a contract with Nike. Could you actually see the lawsuits flying through the air or no? <laughs> well, um, yeah, it would, you know, that part of the whole thing was. But for me, it was just a, a really cool night. Uh, obviously, the Giants didn't win the football game. And as I said, the only highlight is my play-by-play of Phil Sims hitting Lawrence Taylor in flip-flops uh, to, you know, commemorate the halftime of Phil getting his jersey retired. And then you also want to talk about you said a game in two thousand and six. Yeah, there were. I mean, there were so many of them. Um, I think back to the the two thousand two thousand season when the Giants uh, wound up going to the Super Bowl that year and had a couple tight wins against the Cowboys that season. And of course, there's two thousand three, which was not a happy moment for the Giants. Remember, the Giants in 02 could have easily gone to the Super Bowl. They had lost that game to San Francisco in the playoffs. They blew the big lead. They won the season opener against Kurt Warner and the Rams at home. And they had an undermanned, beaten-up, Bill Parcells-led Dallas team coming in. That was the famous squib kickoff that went out of bounds that enabled the Cowboys to have good field position 
and wind up tying the Giants and then beating the Giants in overtime. Um, another game I remember, sometimes you win the battle but lose the war. The Giants played in Dallas in 2006. And at this point in time, the Giants had two losses on the season, uh, but they had won three in a row. They're coming off a win in Atlanta against the Falcons, and they went to Dallas and they beat the Cowboys 36-22. It was an awesome game. Tiki Barber had a great game. But I remember the body count. The Giants got ravaged in that game with injuries. They wound up hanging on and making it to the postseason with an 8-8 eight eight record. But I remember that win in Dallas. They came back, they beat a bad Tampa team and a Houston team, but then they had all those losses. Um, and I remember thinking back to that season, the game in Dallas, even though they won. I remember the Giants coming off the field. I remember Tiki Barber, and Strahan, and there's so many Giants fans there waving to the crowd, but you knew that like the injuries they sustained in that game uh, were going to hurt them down the stretch. But we got some games that we're going to hit some highlights on. We do. So why don't we go to, of course, the, I believe, only playoff game between these two franchises, Bob, the 2007 season, the 2008 postseason. Uh, the Cowboys were the number one seed that year, and they had an excellent year. They had beat the Giants twice during the regular season. Giants had won their first round playoff game that year against Tampa Bay. They're going into Dallas and there's a whole lot around this game that we can get to. Jerry Jones apparently giving out tickets to the NFC championship game on the player seats in the locker room before the game. They were the number one seed. Yep. All the talk was, Oh, how tough is it to beat a team three times in a year? Because the Cowboys had beat them twice earlier in the year. So a whole lot going on with this game. And again, the first time these two teams had ever met in the playoffs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys took the pedal off the metal down the end of the season and, um, kind of coasted in. They didn't play great. They had the bye week as the number one seed. Giants coming off the win against Tampa. And I just remember, you know, the Giants early in that game, you know, taking the opening possession and moving the football against the Dallas Cowboys. And the Giants were showing that grit and that metal that that team was all about. You know, so the Giants win the toss and they elect to receive. So they say, hey, we're going to take the ball first. And generally back then, that's what teams did, by the way. It wasn't a big defer thing back then. No, it was not a big defer thing. And the Giants put together a nice drive. Um, and then they paid it off, which I know Giants fans love this call. It's the first score of the game, and it's an Amani Toomer 52-yard catch and run. First and 10 at the Giant 48. Drive start at the Giant 23. Offset eye left. Manning takes the snap. Back to throw, swings one left, wide open, Tumor at the Cowboy 40, sheds a tackle, down the left sideline, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Amani Tumor! You know, Bob, this was my second year traveling with the team, first year working for the Giants themselves, and I still remember that play. It was a simple little out route. Amani Tumor caught it, Dallas was in man-to-man coverage, Anthony Henry, if I recall, was the Dallas cornerback, number 42, tries to tackle him, slides right off, and... Off goes to him. Well, and Roy Williams, too. That's Remember, right. Because yeah, the, Cow- the, right. the Cowboys had about 8,000 Pro Bowlers that year. They were the number <laughs> one seed. And uh, I think in my call recap there, I, I, we, didn't, we didn't have it there, but I, I mentioned the fact that Roy Williams, the Pro Bowler, uh, whiffed on the tackle. And so now it's 7-0. So now the Giants are playing the game on their terms. Now, the one thing I remember about this game, 
is Marion Barber. Oh, he was he dominated the first half of the game. Marion Barber had 16 carries for 101 yards. In the first half of that game. And the crazy thing, Bobby, if you remember, this was the year, if I remember right, that Dallas was splitting their carries between Julius Jones and Marion Barber. And Jones had generally been the starter, but Barber was doing so well, they just let him carry the load for that whole first half. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, Barber is just crunching and grinding. Uh, Romo puts the Cowboys up on a pass to T.O., Giants don't do a lot with it. And then a long, long drive that the Cowboys put together. Um, and uh, Marion Barber knocks it in from a yard out. So the Giants are losing. But then they put together this drive. Really important answer for the Giants late in the first half. I mean, the Giants took over with only 53 seconds to go. They had two timeouts remaining. And, um, you know, Manning throws an incompletion. Then Steve Smith gets things going with a 22-yard catch. Uh, they're putting the ball together. They're putting a drive together. Kevin Boss had a big 19-yarder. And then the veteran wide receiver with 11 seconds to go in the half gets this game tied up. Manning calling signal. Takes the snap. Back. Looks over the middle for Toomer. Makes the catch. Touchdown, Amani Toomer. He beat Ken Hamlin on the inside. Now there's a fight going on Roy with Roy gets, Williams and one of the giant offensive linemen. No, it looks like an offensive lineman, but that was Brandon Jacobs Brandon who Jacob. stoned him, <laughs> and he didn't like it. So the Giants go 71 yards here in the final minute of the half, and they're an extra point away from tying it. And they do kick the extra point. So they get the game, they get the game tied up. And, um, you know, the, their defense just started to – take control of the ball game. They started to get hits on the quarterback, um, and they started to make play after play after play. And there was a play in this game in the third quarter, the opening possession of the third quarter. I'll never forget this because it's first and 10 at the Giants' 14-yard line. And Marion Barber takes a handoff, and he's running around the right side. And Aaron Ross, who was known for being fleet of foot, but you're not exactly going to think of him as a cruncher. Um, he comes up and he stops Barber and holds it, uh, makes it, makes the tackle, and it's it it, it it turns into a three yard run. And Aaron Ross gets hurt on the play, but the way it looked from the booth. Barber's going in for a touchdown, and it's only Aaron Ross there. And Aaron Ross got shaken up on the play, keeps him out of the end zone, um, and it winds up holding Dallas to a field goal because Dallas is about to go. It, when, they, when the Romo hands the ball off, I'm thinking, man, Barber's in, down seven. They hold him to a Nick Falk field goal. So that was pretty impressive. And that's one of the plays that um, – I'm always going to remember in that football game because it was a guy who was outmanned, outgunned physically, and he winds up coming up huge. And that stopped there, and then the defense rallied around him, and they hold him to a field goal to make it 17-14. To me, that when I think about that season and I think about all the plays that were made, you know, that's a play that you know, I'm never going to forget. 
It's just it's one of those plays that Aaron Ross, small fleet footed, University of Texas, Aaron Ross, um, makes a play that's huge. Um Giants don't do anything with the ball. Dallas gets held. Giants force him into a third and long. And then uh By the way, big... Bob, remind me, was that the Patrick Creighton drop at the end of that Cowboy drive at the end of the third quarter when Romo kind of scrambled and he tried to just dump it to Creighton who was wide open and it hit him like right in the chest and hit the ground? I think that was I think that was that series, right? If uh, I remember correctly. Mm... At the end of the third quarter, the third and thirteen with one eighteen to go in the third. Uh yes, Patrick Creighton had a big drop there. He had a big drop there. So what happened was Cowboys have to punt, and another one of these unsung heroes makes a play for the Giants. Fryer takes the snap, sets it, hits one, middle of the field. McCorders will range for it in his own 38. Cuts right, runs out of one tackle, tries to run out of another and does to the right sideline. R.W. McCorders to the 40, and finally knocked out of bounds high at the Cowboys' 37-yard line. So now the Giants, down by three, late third quarter, they're in business. Manning again, Toomer makes a play, and then you know Steve Smith, who is just so huge, uh, makes a, a big play on a third and six. So the Giants have it first and goal at the nine, and then the combo of Bradshaw and Jacobs pay it off for the Giants. Second and goal at the one. Jacobs now in at tailback. Manning, handoff Jacobs. He runs right, plows to the goal line, touchdown Giants. And they regain the lead with 13.29 to go here in the ballgame. So the Giants are back in front. And I keep thinking about Aaron Ross and, and the play that he made to hold Dallas to a field goal. So instead of that getting that touchdown to tie it, now the Giants have the lead. Now they're going to turn to their defense. Um, Cowboys start deep, don't do a lot. Giants start at their own three. They got to punt the ball away. So a, a big sequence in this game, John, came. Dallas, with seven minutes to go in the game, had the ball at their own 44 to start the drive. And, you know, the Giant defense started to rise up. Uh, Kavika Mitchell has a big sack of Romo. They lose 14 yards. Um, Corey Webster got called for a penalty. But the long and short of it is, the Cowboys took over the ball with seven minutes to go in the game at their own 44, and they wound up facing a fourth and 20 from their own 49-yard line and punted the ball away. Now, the Giants are pinned. They can't do much with it. Uh, Eli gets sacked, so now they got to punt the football away, and now you're like, oh, boy. Here come the Cowboys down four. It's by hook or by crook. Giant defense is getting pressure on Romo. He's feeling the hits now. His internal clock has been sped up. So now they got the ball at the Giant 23-yard line. And uh, he had a deep pass to Patrick Clayton that went incomplete. And then Romo tries one more deep ball uh, that the Giants are able to clean up. Here we go. Fourth and 11 at the Giants 23. 16 seconds to go. Giants leading by four. Romo takes the snap. Back to throw, has time to the end zone, intercepted by the Giants. Intercepted by the Giants in the end zone, R.W. McCorders. And the rest is history, my man. The rest is history. Never forget that game. Yeah. Never um, forget it. Unbelievable game, Bob, and that really, that's when you started to believe, right? You know, they beat Tampa. It was a nice win. It was good. Then you go into the number one seeds building, and you win that way against what was a good Cowboys team. That's when you started thinking, you know what? This this might be a special year. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, another another memory for me uh, with the Giants and Cowboys is 2009, uh, the first Cowboys home game in the new stadium. And the Giants go in there in a thriller and beat the Cowboys 33-31. So the Giants have a little magic going against Dallas. But now, John, we got to fast forward because, you know, the game in 2011, right? The Giants' season is over if they lose this game to the Cowboys in Jerry's world. And, you know, they find themselves behind in this football game. Um, and, you know, they need, to, they need to get a spark. And kind of all hell breaks loose at the end of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, starting with Eli Manning getting a big play to – one of his wide receivers, Mario Manningham. Third and five of the Dallas 47. Giants down by five. Manning back to throw. Zips Wide one open. to the left. Wide open, Manningham at the 25. To the 20. To the 10. He'll walk in for the touchdown. Wide open. And a flag comes in late. Taunting, maybe? 47 yards. That So that put the Giants back up. Now, the Cowboys, I mean, Romo in that offense, they are pretty good. So they go back down. Miles Austin uh, scores on a, a touchdown catch. Dallas is back up. And then Dallas pushes the lead. Um, Des Bryant with a 50-yard touchdown catch. And now you're sitting there and you're looking at this thing, and it's like, okay, there's 541 to go in the game, and the Giants trail by 12. But Eli Manning was brilliant that year. I mean, he carried the team offensively because the running game wasn't – all that hot and uh you know you're like all right i got complete trust in eli manning i have complete trust in in this team being able to come back so they start at their own 20 yard line and zip cruz for 11 nicks for nine um manning hits cruz for 23 yards on a third and one now they got the ball in Dallas territory. But you're sitting there and saying, they got to score quick. They got to score quick. They're down 12. So it's more than a two score game. And, uh, you know, Jake Ballard, who played a big role for the Giants down the stretch, I could still see the play in front of me. Let's listen back to that touchdown. Cruz split right. Nick's in a slot left. Bunch set left. Manning takes a low snap back to throw he looks middle he throws middle to the goal line touchdown Jake Ballard just got it across on Lee so now the Giants are trailing 34-29 okay so you're still down five and the Cowboys have the ball and it's like can this defense rise up and then uh listen sometimes you got to get lucky too and the Giants got lucky on a third and five pass play third and five for the Cowboys at their own 25 Romo out of a shotgun set. Giants show blitz in the gap with Bowley and Williams. Here they come. Romo back. Lobs one right. Austin can't get it. Oh, he beat Aaron Ross, and he was gone. But Romo overthrew him by a hair. I think later Austin said he couldn't see it in the lights, or Romo said he slowed down. There are different versions as to why that didn't work, but it was a huge incomplete pass that, that gave the Giants a chance. Yeah, and uh, Jersey guy helped him out. Austin from, uh, from Monmouth. Yeah, Monmouth, so, yeah. So, um, all right, now now I'm once the Giants got the ball back, I'm just going to tell you the feeling that I had for Eli Manning and this Giants team and Tom Coughlin. I'm like, 
they're going down and scoring. And doesn't it seem like so many Giants drives over the years in important spots um, have big plays in it from sort of unknown tight ends or, or you know, Kevin Boss in the Super Bowl in, in Super Bowl 42. Jake Ballard gets the drive going with a 21-yard catch right out of the gate. So at the two-minute warning, you're already at the Dallas 37-yard line. And, uh, but you're down five, so you know you need a touchdown. Cruz makes a play. Uh, Cowboys get called for a penalty. Frank Walker, the former Giant, he had a big penalty. And then Ballard has another 18-yarder. So Ballard's got 39 yards on this drive on two catches. Let's listen back to that play by Jake. Manning is back, slides left, throws left, completes it to the five, to Ballard down at the one-yard line. First and goal, Giants, 1-12 to go. And, Bob, actually, a play or two before that, there was a play to Manningham that could have been a touchdown. Manning calls out the signals and takes the snap. Zips one to the right, to the end zone, and it is incomplete. Dropped by Manningham. He had a chance to catch it. Oh, boy, did he ever. A little stutter go there, ran underneath it, couldn't hold on. Oh, it's right in his hands. He dropped a potential game winner. Yeah, but Jake Ballard picked him up like they always did. Um, and then a couple plays later, uh, go to your big guy. Second and goal at the one for the lead. A minute to go. Hand off Jacobs. He runs right, follows his blockers to the goal line. Touchdown, Giants. With 46 seconds remaining. So the Giants are back in front. And, you know, I think the Giants have to lead the NFL, even now. And if you go back to when Coughlin and Gilbride were here, um, their ability to convert two-point conversions, not throwing it. This to put the Giants up by three. 35-34 Giants. Two-point conversion. Manning in a shotgun. Draw to where? He's going to run right, and where's going to get in for the two? They keep running that draw on these two-point conversions, and they're now four for four this season. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Till this day, they still run these <laughs> things, and yeah. it doesn't even matter who the coach is. <laughs> it works. And all the players. It's funny because they have problems running a normal draw, but down on the goal line, no problem. It seems to work all the time. <laughs> Uh, all right, but it's it's not over. So Miles Austin had that big drop, right, that would have sealed the game. Well, boom. Right out of the gate, he gets a 22-yarder. And then a couple of plays later, on a third and four from the Dallas 48-yard line, he makes another big play. Romo back. He has time. Over the middle. Passes complete to the 30-yard line to Miles Austin. What a throw by Romo just over the outstretched arm of Aaron Ross. Ten seconds to go. Nine, eight, Romo will spike it with six seconds to go. All right, so you're sitting there and you're saying, so, all right, we're, uh, we're probably going overtime. Got it. We're probably going overtime, which, by the way, the Giants have a great record against the Cowboys in overtime. Um so you're like, okay, they're not, they can't lose the game here. But now the momentum's back in the Cowboys' favor. Well, I don't remember the number, but hadn't Dan Bailey made like 50 straight kicks or something crazy like yeah, that at he, this point? Yeah, he was a really good <laughs> kicker. 
Um, and he didn't miss the kick, by the way. He didn't miss the kick. You know, as Carl Banks would say, you down with JPP? Here's Bailey for a 47-yarder with six seconds to go to send or to tie the game up. He gets set. McBriar to hold. Snap is good again. Kick on its way, and it's blocked! Blocked by the Giants! And it bounds into the end zone and through the back of the end zone, and the Giants will win it! Yeah, you know me. Yeah, JPP blocking the kick, saving the season, or at least saving in this case, not going to overtime. That game was wild, man. Manning had a 64-yard pass to Knicks. Uh, Manningham had a 47-yard touchdown. Ballard had those bunch of 20-yarders. Romo had a 74-yard pass in that game. Uh, Dez had a 50-yard touchdown catch. Um, Romo had a – he had, what, four completions of 30 or more yards. Yeah, honestly, like we could have done a whole podcast just on that game. That's how much action there was back and forth. But it's at the stage for winner-take-all, right? A couple weeks later, MetLife Stadium, uh, Giants and Cowboys, the winner of this game, Sunday night football, flexed out January the 1st. Whoever wins, wins the NFC East. Whoever wins goes into the postseason. And uh, what did the Giants do? Well, like they did all season, they went to their big-time playmaker early in this football game uh, to give the Giants and the fans something to get excited about. This is a third and one at their own 26. Manning's in a shotgun set. He takes the snap. They roll him left. He throws it left. Cruz has got it. Down the left side. Let he goes. Across midfield to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Victor Cruz. 74 yards, and he's done it again. I mean, big play after big play. You think about that season. Knicks was awesome. Manningham was clutch. He would be in the Super Bowl um Jake Ballard you know all these guys but man Cruz with the big play after big play so boom it's seven nothing Cowboys try to respond OC gets a sack and uh this would be a common theme for the Giants third and four for the Cowboys at their own 24 yard line with 345 to go here in the first quarter seven nothing Giants got to be aware of a draw Cowboys 0 for 2 on their third downs. They go empty set. Two receivers right. Two to the left. Romo in a shotgun. OCU Manura in the game. Romo takes the snap. He's back to throw. He's under pressure. He's going to get sacked back at the 15. OCU Manura gets it. After a four-game absence, OC gets sacked number eight on the season. Second one of Romo. Cowboys have to punt. Yeah, the Giants would get six sacks in this ball game. Um, so the Giants... Uh, wind up with the football and Manning for Knicks for 18 yards. You know, they put together a good, solid Giants drive. And what they did near the end of the season was they found a run game that had been vacant for most of the year. It really kicked off the week before against the Jets, and then the Giants used the run game to push the lead to two touchdowns. Second and goal at the five. Manning, handoff Bradshaw, breaks the tackle, runs to the right to the five, and a walk-in touchdown Giants. So now it's 14-0 early second quarter. Cowboys go three and out. Jaquan Williams gets a sack for the Giants. Um, everybody's getting in on the party. Robinson in motion. Two deep safeties for the Giants. Romo back. He's under pressure, and he's sacked again. Jaquan Williams. Gets his first career sack. Yeah, and the Giants are playing. They're playing lights out defense. They're getting pressure on Romo. Um, you know, two possessions later for the Giants. Again, 
Starts out with a, a nice play on first down. Henry Hyanoski with a 14-yard catch. Rhino. A couple plays later. Uh, again, remember I said the running game got going. Bradshaw rips off a 29-yard run. Take it inside the two-minute warning. And instead of handing it to Bradshaw, Eli throws it to him. First and goal at the 10. Manning out of the gun, back to throw. He looks left, now looks right, he has all day. Hits Bradshaw at the five, Bradshaw to the goal line. Touchdown, Giants! They say he broke the plane as the ball came out. All scoring plays are reviewed. And it stood, so it's 21-zip. Dallas drives the ball at the end of the half, but they miss, they miss a field goal. They miss a 52-yarder. So the Giants get the ball to start the third. They're up 21-0. I don't feel like they're going to lose this game. Uh, but you know that Dallas and Romo are explosive offensively. And on their first possession, they started on their own six-yard line. But uh, Laurent Robinson with a 34-yard touchdown catch. So it's now 21-7. to Giant offense is in mothballs here a little bit. They trade possessions. Um, and then the Giants decided to do something that I, I liked what Coughlin did here. Because it was fourth and one at the Dallas 35. And Tom Coughlin decides to roll the dice. Fourth and one for the Giants. Jacobs in an eye set with Hynoski. Strong formation to the right. And a pass down motion to the left. I think the Giants are going to just try to draw him offside here. Manning calls out Siggins. Now he's going to hand it off to Jacobs. Lowers his shoulder. He didn't get there. Yeah, and that was all coming off an antro roll interception. That, uh, you know, so the Giants didn't get anything out of that. And Dallas started at their own 36-yard line and chunk plays, chunk plays, chunk plays. And next thing you know, they have it first and 10 at the 19-yard line. Um, and, you know, the Giants are winning this football game. And Dallas decides, you know, hey, look, Manning's making big plays on the other side, although our defense is stabilized a little bit. Uh, we're going to go for it. We're not going to kick a field goal on the, you know, there's 14 minutes to go in the game. There's a lot of time left. And the Cowboys are trailing by 14 points. Uh, but they pass up on the field goal and decide to go for it. Fourth and one. Romo's going to keep it and fall forward. And he stopped. He did not get there. He had to get to the nine. He did not get there. Giant ball. Romo saying I was there. Well, he wasn't. Didn't get there. Sorry, Tommy. Uh, but the Giants are pinned at their own 10, and I remember they didn't do anything with the ball. And, uh, you know, Des Bryant, Weatherford didn't hit a great punt. Des Bryant has a return, and then Devin Thomas gets called for unnecessary roughness. So Dallas, you know, there's still plenty of time to go in the game. And Dallas is starting a possession at the Giant 26. And in three plays, they're in the end zone. And it's 21 to 14. So now it's a seven-point game. All right, giddy up, Giant offense. And uh, again, on the next possession, uh, Victor Cruz makes a huge play for the Giants. Standing back to throw. He's under pressure. He rolls left, throws it deep down the middle of the field for Cruz, who makes the catch at the Cowboy 29 in between two defenders and gets tackled there. Victor Cruz, what can I say? And the yeah. best part of it, the highlight, I don't make or label these. All the highlight says is Manning heaves it up to Cruz. Yeah, he just, well, because it was a third and seven. It was like a punt. 
right? It's a third and seven. It's like he's going to punt it. Worst case scenario is if it does get picked, you're hoping that the defender gets knocked down and it would have been like a punt. Instead, Cruz makes the play over Orlando Skandrick. Um, So now you're sitting there saying, all right, now, come on, guys, ice the game. But they don't. Um, Dallas holds the Giants to a field goal, so it's 24-14. Cowboys go three and out, though, and then the Giants put together a good drive. Uh, Manning hits Knicks on a big play on a third and five. Manningham and Knicks split wide right. Manning takes the snap. He's back to throw. He has time. Fastball over the middle. Completes it to Knicks. Inside the 20. Moves on Sensabot the 10. Spins ahead to the 5. And down he goes at the 4. First and goal, Giants. Gain of 36. Clock moves with 3.45 to go. And the Giants closing in on an NFC East championship. Yeah, I mean, Akeem Nix with a big play. And then Eli says, you know what? You made that big play for us, Akeem. Finish it off. First and goal, Giants at the 4. 3.46 to go. Giants up by 10. 24-14. Manning over center. Bradshaw the tailback. He's going to throw it left for Nix. Touchdown, Giants! And that was it, 31-14. Uh, the Cowboys got the ball back. we got to play this last one, though, because I think the pressure on Tony Romo really told the story in this game. And just inside the two-minute warning, the Giants get that one last sack. Third and six for the Cowboys at their own 46. Single high safety. Romo back to throw under pressure, avoids the tuck sack. Rolls right now, sacked by Tuck, fumbles the football. And the Giants have it. And that's your ball game. That's it. That's the NFC East. That's a Giants win. Um, And as we say, that's all she wrote. Next thing you know, the Giants whip the Falcons, hold them to two the next week, and go on and win yet another Super Bowl. These Romo Giant games, Bob, like, it never failed. They were the craziest back-and-forth games where both teams could score. You know, Eli and Romo, at that point, you know, before Eli got a little bit more conservative later in their career, they were guys that just said, all right, you know what? Let's go. They would throw the ball in the danger. They'd throw the ball down the field. There'll be big plays left and right. You'd have some interceptions. Just crazy stuff in these games all the time. You know, and Cowboys fans who were anti-Romo because he didn't win like Aikman or Roger Staubach or whatever, you know, let me just give you his numbers from that season. Romo, in the loss against the Giants in December, was 21 of 31 for 321 yards <laughs> with four touchdowns, no interceptions. It's not bad. In the January 1st loss at MetLife Stadium, he was 29 of 37 for 289 yards, two touchdowns, and the Antrell roll interception. Eli threw for 346 that night. In the game in Dallas, he threw for 400. You know what the difference was? You know why Eli's teams won and Romo's teams didn't? In the game in Dallas, Eli was not sacked once. Romo was sacked three times. And in the game at MetLife Stadium, Eli got sacked twice. Romo got sacked six times. So nine sacks to two. That was the difference. Because they their completion percentage, their yardage, their touchdowns, that's high-level stuff. But at the end of the day, the Giants had a much better consistent pass rush and defense than the Cowboys did. Bob, always a pleasure.
Yeah, I mean, you know, we got so many more of these. We, for next season, we'll bust out some more Cowboys stuff. We could almost do a full season just on individual Cowboys games. There's been so many of them. Between them, the Eagles, and, and Washington, forget it. All right, Bob, we'll talk to you next week when the Giants have a Christmas matchup against the Eagles, and we'll go and we had to look pretty hard, but we found some good Giant moments in Philadelphia. <laughs> they weren't easy to find, but we got them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen. Uh, listen, some of the Giants' better moments in recent history against the Eagles have actually been in Philadelphia as opposed to at MetLife Stadium. All right, we'll talk to you guys then. See you next week on another episode of Papa's Perspective. This podcast is brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, the official furniture store and mattress partner of the New York Football Giants. We'll see you next time.